Alright, so uh, welcome guys to episode number 31 of Conversations on India with Panda and Vyas. So um, I'll just give it a minute for uh, Panda to join before we get started. Uh, we're planning to discuss the G7 today and uh, also have a couple of other uh, topics which we'll cover. So hey, hi Sujesha, hopefully you can hear me. Alright. Let's wait for Panda. Okay, great. That's awesome. At least Panda can't blame me now. All right, he's here. Let me invite. Yo, can you hear me? Hello, yeah. Yo, how many good are you there? Yours, Chalo, 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 tige. So say, uh, let's uh, get it started one more time. So uh, yeah, uh, we're recording this at 6.19 p.m. on 18th of June, 2021. So we're going to start by discussing the G7. Uh, there, there has recently been a G7 summit. So G7, as we all know, is a grouping of highly industrialized nations of, uh, of, of the world. And it was started in 1975. And it was really started uh, as six countries. So uh, that is uh, US, Japan, Germany, France, uh, UK, Italy. Uh, so these were the six uh, that basically started. It was a post-World War II uh, alliance. And then Canada joined one year later in 1976. Then uh, actually until 2014, uh, even Russia was a part of it and it was G8. But when Russia invaded Ukraine and seized Crimea, that's when uh, Russia was expelled uh, from this group and it became G7. So right now uh, there is talk of uh, in inviting India, South Africa, uh, South Korea and Australia also into the group so that it, it makes a group of uh, sort of the westernized democracies of the world uh, because we can't really call them developed nations because India is not developed yet. So, um, uh, but uh, that, that uh, in, in that group, if you try to spot an odd one out, uh, many would say it is India and Japan because of the fact India, Japan and South Korea because they are really in the eastern half of the world and the rest of the countries can be considered uh, broadly as the West. So, uh, so yeah, th this is being dubbed, at, uh, dubbed as a really important meeting uh, because uh, this is the first time after COVID uh, so many of the uh, heavyweights of, of, of the international affairs are, are sort of gathering together. And uh, this also comes at a time where uh, the the inward looking USA is now gone and, and America is in fact uh, coming up with the slogan of America is back instead of the uh, America first slogan inspired by Donald Trump. So so it, it really means that this is the first time that uh, so many people with similar intents have gathered together at at, at a summit. So and, and this comes right after COVID. So, so that has a lot of implications as well. Uh, but before going any further, I would like to bring in uh, Siddharth on this debate, sort of uh, what he thinks can be achieved uh, through this summit and what is in it for India. 
roughly G7 is a group of seven uh, industrialized and developed nations. Three dominantly uh, mm-hmm. the Western nations. You know, there is only uh, mm-hmm. Japan that is seen as an Eastern country, uh, not a third world nation, uh, but you know, just an Eastern nation. So it is uh, these uh, things that they believe that you know, introduction of India, Australia, uh, South Africa, and South Korea to this grouping basically. Uh, tells that these companies, uh, these countries, uh, these G7 countries that have been industrialized and developed and have been uh, till now predominantly Western uh, organized are making a shift to uh, make a more inclusive uh, world for two reasons. First thing is that uh, presently they cannot say that they represent every corner of the world. Right. Mm -hmm. This is one thing. Second thing is there is also this North and South divide and including Australia and South Africa, you know, Brazil could have also been an addition, but that is a separate uh, topic. But including mm-hmm. uh, Australia and uh, South Africa is a good start to that, you know. And even India uh, is though in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, is treated as a Southern Hemisphere country. So that uh, that is that. So I think so, uh, expanding this new uh, grouping from G7, uh, from G7 to G8 to again G7 and again now to G11, it is, I think so, uh, just a point uh, to prove that you know we are uh, encompassing whole of the world uh, to make their policies and their decisions to look more sound and more dominant you know i think so that is uh, the actual reason why g7 is being expanded because there are multiple groupings where you will find all these nations are in one way or other connected to each other but you know having such an old grouping 1970s uh, and 50 years onwards uh, 40 years 40 uh, 40 plus years onwards so I think so. Just to mm-hmm. prove their point and have more uh, weight in their points that they say, uh, I think so. This is one expansion that is being done, and also to counter China uh, as the location of new countries. You see, uh, Korea, India, and uh, Australia. That is very close to China, and basically these are the countries that are facing the highest wrath of China, apart from Japan, which is already in the grouping, and US. Mm-hmm. So I think so. These are two factors which has led to uh, this proposal of expansion. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, you can uh, see the rise of China in the way uh, more and more international groupings are being looked at uh, as uh, in opposition to China. So, for example, a few days ago when the Quad Summit happened, uh, people were calling it an anti-China summit, and then now even G7 is again being looked at as an anti-China grouping because it it was actually G7 that first took the initiative to ban Huawei. Uh, because uh, of its relations with the Chinese state and and uh, the, it, the initiative of G7 was to develop independent 5G capabilities so that uh, no one had to depend on Huawei or, or on Chinese companies in general. So uh, so it, it, it was uh, really G7's initiative uh, which was carried forward by, by companies in US and, and Europe. So uh, there, it, it, and and it, it, it is also anti-China in its actions because uh, in, in the G7, uh, which is, uh, you know, uh, still going on, but one of the major headlines coming out of there is, is the uh, initiative taken to expand uh, infrastructure in, in places like India to counter the Belt and Road Initiative of China. So, uh, like, uh, th- there is a great need for supply chain uh, diversification. And uh, the the expansion of infrastructure uh, by the G7 countries is being uh, done to in order to develop this uh, diversification in supply chains and uh, to create uh, like an alternate place to uh, put the world supply chains in. 
and and uh, that place could be india because of its wide market and sort of uh, very uh, varied skill set vast geography and so on so so india india is really important for this grouping but then the to be of the developed but uh, the, the, india 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 is really a misfit in in that group because if you, even if you look go by gdp per capita then most of the countries in the list have gdp per capita of five times india and some you have even more so so uh, in, in india really uh, uh, does not stand on an equal footing with the rest of the countries so uh, we we need to uh, really uh, look at our position uh, very seriously and and, and uh, try to think uh, whether or not there is something for us to benefit out of this grouping or is it more like a vanity metric where uh, we are being counted uh, with with the top 10 uh, countries of the world or the top 11 countries of the world and it sort of makes all the indians feel happy and 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 we 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 say jai ho modi ji jai ho modi ji but uh, i i mean uh, does it really do anything for us so uh, we, we need to carefully analyze that yeah basically uh, this is one thing that i fear uh, because mm-hmm. uh, you have rightly mentioned that these countries are something uh, that have already achieved gdp levels the top 5 nations like india being the fifth uh, if you include because anyways uh, france is not now so japan yeah but per capita Per capita wise, also they are much advanced. We have a population so huge. Yeah. Come on, no, forget about per capita. So, but that is not mm-hmm. the point. The point is, uh, honestly, uh, we know that India does not have the resources. Uh, it is not developed to the levels of any of the nations. South Africa maybe, but mm-hmm. apart from that, uh, mm-hmm. no other nation. You know, other nations are uh, far more developed, uh, both in terms of resource utilization and the quality of services that they are providing. Right? Even Brazil has universal healthcare. So. saying that but yeah. apart from that uh, i think so india needs to be wary that it should not be used as a tool against china you know that wo rai ke paad pe chada dena is uh, something that india needs to be wary of ki ha ha are bharat hi hai and then you know we'll be the one that will be facing the uh, maximum consequences because we are the immediate neighbor of china we share uh, exactly india is is the india is the only country which shares a land border with china among the g11 so uh, i i mean we will have to bear the brunt of the uh, you know the, the action taken by china against uh, grouping like g11 because uh, they are taking action against china in their turn so uh, india needs to be really careful in india. India, yeah. india needs to be careful in that aspect also uh, i was mm-hmm. uh, hearing a debate on this uh, g7 issue and the things that have been said uh, one of the such yeah. was countering china and china is not abiding to the international rules and it's expanding on its own like it had uh, recently again intervened in taiwan issues you know with 26 fighter jets and stuff like that uh, keeps on going just chinese things but uh, there was a solution that had uh, come up a beautiful solution uh, that that i found uh, might be useful and the solution was best way to counter china is the inclusive development of poor nations and developing nations so they should be developed because uh, their dependence on china is increasing day by day you know uh, you are spending so much to contain china but instead of containing china it should be that you must spend on developing those poorer nations that are dependent on china so their containment will naturally start occurring you know uh, uh, every nation be it small or big uh, it is sovereign in its own self you know uh, even a small island nation uh, let's talk about the pacific nation uh, maybe the tobri and islanders and whatever they have this 200 nautical miles uh, of exclusive zone that is provided to them and china is interfering into those zones and taking over because these nations are dependent on china for their economy china is supplying them with 
materials and that that is how it is taking over so instead of directly acting on china it is better that you develop uh, rest of the world accordingly so that you know they naturally counter china and china instead of you know uh, pushing china to a brink uh, by grouping of 11 nations it should be that all other nations are united in one sense so china will itself uh, have a, a limited i would say presence so uh, this is i think so something that we could say mm-hmm. that i uh, read regarding this yeah and 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 i think that is exactly right because uh, i i mean it it is one thing to create these international groupings and and sort of uh, it, it's great for signal value but 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 when you look at how things work on the ground right in india probably has huge trade barriers against most of these nations and 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 if if they were really serious about india's development and in sort of creating more supply chains in india then uh, they, they would also you know uh, they approve it by their actions by 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 signing maybe free trade agreements with india so that indian exports can get um, a more of a boost and the supply chain in, in india can really become more efficient so uh, uh, the support needs to come from these western countries because right now they are literally shipping uh, trillions of dollars into the chinese economy by buying things which are manufactured in china then you cannot turn around and make these paper gestures uh for uh, for for pulling such a great power down because it it becomes really hard when you look at all the economic facts on the ground yeah we have a question from rohan and uh, mm-hmm. you know he has pointed out that uh, what about working with china they are manufacturing hub and we are service industry uh, we complement don't you think it is a conspiracy of west to maintain its supremacy so that is one thing that we were discussing you know uh, that it might be a tactic for the western nations to use india as a tool bhai rai ke part par chadha dena type of thing but also uh, you know we i don't think so we complement china in this sense because china is far more advanced in manufacturing sector and even in services sector they're not that behind india matlab we we are so proud of our services sector because our contribution in, of services sector in uh, gdp is uh, reflected as such but i think so it's that uh, when they uh, when they say that uh, the asians are good at this so those asians uh, not only include indians but also chinese so uh, that that is something yes india might be falling uh, to a western trap but there is also this truth that china has invaded our sovereignty it has uh, formed a pact with pakistan and is invading our cpec uh, that china pakistan uh, economic corridor so i think so that is first issue that needs to be resolved and only then uh, uh, i think so talks will uh, yeah yes yeah so so uh, to, to answer rohan's question right so i i, I think uh, the chinese strategist is is really afraid of india's ambitions because in india sort of uh, has has the ambition of becoming a power similar to china and china sort of cannot t- tolerate a, a power of equal measure in its vicinity so uh, what china really wants is is, is like a, a you know half a hemisphere of the world uh, as, as 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 like the sphere of chinese influence and then the other half can maybe go to the us where that that becomes uh, of 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 the us influence and and th- that is kind of what the chinese strategist uh, is 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 trying to achieve and and india they, they look at as an adversary so uh, un- unless in india can tone down its ambition or, or to to become a global superpower uh, which i think is 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 a total political non starter in india because any any leader that we elect the first promise that we extract out of that leader is 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 that he is promising in, to make india a global superpower right uh, because that is something that indians really really want 
so uh, un- until that happens uh, the, the chinese wouldn't really like to make friends with india or, or like to support india's rise in any way because we are then uh, you know direct adversaries uh, and very close to home uh, for, for for china so so that is why i i think this is like a uh, an, an 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 adversarial relationship between india and china that is going to define uh, the 21st century right Asian century, yes. Uh, this is a very mm-hmm. uh, good concept, and uh, basically, this is something that has been talked of that the twenty-first century uh, will be an Asian century. Uh, Asian century because it will be dominated by China, India, and uh, Central Asian nations are also having this role to play. But, uh, but mm-hmm. in in some point, I see your uh, I see a validation in in your in your point that you have made that yes, uh, Western nations are using India. to stop the rise of china as well as countering its own rise that is one thing but uh, on the ground realities the thing is that uh, ideologically we are not uh, similar with china we are uh, very opposed to china and that is where the main conflict rise and both the nations be it uh, modi ji and uh, xi jinping they are uh, i would say very proud leaders and uh, they know how to you know embank on vote bank politics so i think so and uh, that is one thing second thing is no no xi jinping does not need vote banks xi does not need vote uh, banks he does not <laughs> care about anything that that, that is one thing yeah. second thing is the practicality of nations that we have had uh, since uh, mr uh, narendra modi uh, came into power the international nations that have relatively uh, grown more stronger uh, you know not very smoothly with china but i think so we have uh, started to assert our situation and our position right Uh, how can buddhism play a role definitely yaar yeah, buddhism and in fact not only buddhism even jainism you know uh, now again again i have this doubt because india has not been developing its buddhist circuit just just a second i would like to say this yeah, yeah, it has not been yeah, developing sure. its buddhist circuit for a long uh, india should have developed its buddhist circuit you know it could have uh, joined hands with myanmar and uh, bangladesh some sort of bangladesh and to the north uh, to the east uh, asian nations but buddhism the the buddhism that chinese have i don't think it is uh, that sort of buddhism uh, that india preaches or india preach you know they have some different set of buddhism that has been mixed with the political ideology and i i don't think so matlab this is all together a new religion that has emerged yeah we ask yeah i i was saying we should make rohan india's ambassador in china because he really wants india and china to be close friends so i i, I think yeah, he he can uh, you know right? and rohan is <laughs> onto that yeah 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 he 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 can push that narrative in china but 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 i think the chinese are not really happy to make friends out of india because uh, uh, if 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 you look at it from the chinese mind right 30 years ago india and china had the same uh, gdp uh, had had uh, the same economic uh, prospects most of the indicators were similar uh, the, the same number of people were dying in both countries out of hunger and then in the last 30 years china has had repeatedly uh, double digit growth Uh, right uh, they they have made a habit of 15% growth uh, per year for 30 years straight and that is why today they have uh, five times the gdp of india uh, their their economic might is sort of un- uncomparable even to the western nations because remember cost of doing things in china is cheaper yet their gdp figures are so high th- that uh, they have already taken over usa in at least the uh, ppp uh, figures right so so uh, china really has the economic might and 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 uh, its industrial sector is is, is sort of uh, un- uncomparable to any other industrial sector so 
I I think India will do better uh, uh, if if it avoids any kind of conflicts with China because that is something that we really can't afford and and we really have to learn from China and repeat uh, sort of uh, what they did in in the last thirty years because the last thirty years were really the demographic dividend years of China and they were able to you know uh, really uh, uh, put that into action and uh, become a middle income country. uh in in these 30 years when they had the demographic dividend right and in india is, is a poor country and and the years of demographic dividend have just started so so we need to sort of learn from what the chinese did and 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 repeat that in india as well so that we can go from low income to middle income and and uh, a, a lot of that uh, uh, like uh, it it has to be what china did in economic growth but as they say in, with indian characteristics so uh, uh there's a lot to learn here yeah there is a lot in common in both china and india the population factor the demographic factor it's just how we react to it mm-hmm. you know so uh, let's see how this follows but i don't think so and i don't see a relationship between china and india coming out soon because both these leaders also another reason is india has this western support that it is flying on and uh, now china might even want to reconsider uh, friendship with india Uh, because it is being surrounded but now india would not do that so there's this thing that that keeps on going you know uh, the one and, having and, and, and needs to cooperate yeah yeah and, and also i i think the relationship between india and china got off to the wrong start historically because for the first time in the history of the both countries when their borders sort of came together was when uh, the, the india was ruled by the british and and sort of the division of tibet was kind of taking place right so so uh, things got off to a bad start and and if if you look at most of the problems of the world right if if you look at all the configurations whether it is in the middle east or it is in in you know uh, anywhere else in the world india pakistan you, you can always find the british right <laughs> you, you 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 can always find uh, the the british king has something to do with it right so 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 yeah uh, even india and china sort of bad start historically uh, to, to to their relations uh, go, goes back uh, to uh, To, to Tibet and and that is where uh, really uh, the, where the differences start and in India has has not really you know uh, try to reconcile the differences uh, when it comes to giving shelter to Dalai Lama and and sort of uh, protecting the culture of Tibet and and sort of um, maintaining uh, the, the 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 fiction of support to, to Tibet uh, I think all all of that has has really pushed away the Chinese strategic mind and and now they they look at China look at India. as as like an adversary for them and and uh, you you can actually uh, uh, get proof of that from all the chinese state media which is just constantly publishing propaganda against india right so so e- even if you uh, do something as simple as follow their twitter handles for example of global times uh, you, you will continue to see propaganda against india all uh, throughout so so yeah i, I mean in india india and china are fundamentally opposed in that way and uh, let's see if 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 there are better days uh, in in the future i think so enough of these chinese talks and uh, second thing is that uh, uh, the chinese mali itni der ni tikta the talks we itni der ni chalni chahiye so i think so uh, the next thing that we uh, would take up on towards the united nation human mm-hmm. rights commission vote and the india palestine ties you know uh, this was a news that was supposed to be taken last week but yeah unfortunately we could not yeah it was a 
so what happened was uh, there was this vote in united nation human rights commission and uh, countries voted uh, due to this israel palestine war that was going on and uh, india abstained from voting it did not vote against but it abstained from voting and a letter was written by palestinian uh, prime minister uh, well, so called prime minister the other half, uh, half uh, to all the nations not only uh, india uh, asking as to why uh, they abstained from voting and what were the reasons right now this is now this i, I would not uh, now go much into details between the india israel and palestine issues yeah we need to uh, balance these ties but uh, you know i would just like to know uh, from your point uh, vyas that uh, do you think that this abstaining uh, will cause a uh, i would say bitterness in relations of india and palestine given that this abstaining has already uh, taken place in 2015 and 2017 itself right so do you think yeah. that was this a practical step uh, Um, by india you know uh, not voting against israel or not supporting palestine uh, taking a neutral not mm-hmm. not neutral because in 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 times of conflict if you are neutral uh, means you are on the side of oppressor so i would not say who the oppressor is but yeah do you think uh, was it a practical step according to you abstaining from the united nation human rights voting right so so it's important to realize india's unique position when it comes to israel and palestine because there is half the world Uh, which is the western world which recognizes israel and kind of doesn't look eye to eye to the arab nations and and uh, you, you know uh, has that fundamental opposition and then uh, there, there is the other part of the world uh, which is really the middle east or the uh, arab nations which, which which don't really look eye to eye with uh, israel and and sort of you know uh go against that so so india is in this unique position where culturally it is different from the west as well as from the arabs so it can have a relationship with both of them and it is something that uh, both the countries appreciate the, uh, so so when the uh, palestinian ambassador comes to india uh, he he says that use your tie with israel to sort of increase our friendship and when the israeli uh, ambassador meets india uh, he also says that use your ties uh, with palestine to sort of increase the friendship here so i i i think india has a very unique position and if india goes one way or the other india is really hampering its own position right because uh, in india india wants to kind of play both sides and it is in a position to play both sides if 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 there is like a, a mediator needed between the two sides then india can play that role uh, like none of the arab countries can play that role none of the western countries can play that role not even usa can play that role because they have they have become completely partisan in 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 this debate whereas in india still maintains that neutrality and and i think in the spirit of that neutrality this this uh, abstaining uh, was uh, you know sort of uh, uh, can be explainable especially given the historical context and uh, then uh, I, i think on the other hand india and israel have grown closer than ever so uh, sort of abstaining from this vote also goes as a vote towards israel right because it it was really an anti israel vote and and india could not have really gone against israel and and it it could not have been for israel so so abstaining was really india's only choice right see uh, now again rohan has brought up a very important point you know interesting point uh, mm-hmm. after all you know uh, he is an international relation addict guy but uh, yeah. and i would agree with him but see uh, the thing is india is now aligning more towards practicality than idealistic poli- uh, these policies uh, in in international relation which needs to be done you know you cannot Uh, mm-hmm. rely on your uh, moralism and expect every other nation to act morally uh, so that is one thing so that is a practical action that india has taken israel is supplying technology and palestine apart from united uh, apart from this human rights i don't think so it has anything much to offer to india that is one thing second thing uh, 
uh, is this non-aligned movement uh, thing that has been uh, brought up by Rohan. So yes, and uh, mm-hmm. in fact, you know, uh, even how hard it is for accept to the uh, for the BJP peeps to accept it. But yes, Mr. Modi mm-hmm. is uh, when it comes to uh, handling of international relations sensibly is on the same lines as uh, Mr. Jawaharlal Nehru, who was the first. Uh, external affairs minister uh, of india apart from the prime minister of india so yes uh, he 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 had a great acumen in international relations and uh, so mr modi is just uh, in, in a way following his legacy just renaming it now that is something that bjp has been notoriously famous for uh, but uh, yes uh, when it comes to a bipolar world and uh, things like that uh, this uh, uh, mr modi is following the policies of new, uh, Mr. Nehru, and also these policies are something that are time tested. You know, they are not uh, something that you can replace so easily. Even if you are a, a right wing uh, politician or something like that, you know, that is where practicality lies. So, uh, Nehruan politics had both the practicality and the morality aspect along with them. Uh, so that is why his policies are still being follow, uh, followed. The non-aligned movement is something that United Nations Human Rights Council vote recently we saw uh, is an example to that. India uh, was a major contributor when it started in 1962. Uh, you know, after the Bandung Conference in 1956, so that is something. So I think so. Yes, uh, India is being more practical. Uh, you know, not voting against Israel, uh, but also on the uh, other side, uh, it is also uh, not voting against Palestine. You know, although Palestine has not much to offer, but again, following the policies of non-aligned movement, because this is where the soft diplomacy and the image of India needs to be maintained. You know, uh, that uh, it, it it is someone that has uh, hum- it is a, some some someone that is against the human rights violation and stuff like that that india needs to maintain it, uh, its image which is a courtesy of what uh, prime minister nehru gave us so that is something uh, that needs to be uh, looked into also uh, another issue is uh, actual issue is that there is no actual uh, real people's representation in both israel and uh, palestine israel got a new prime minister that is uh, even more right wing than the netanyahu that we have a uh, discussion on uh, next thing and uh, palestine do not have a uniform representation that is something is muslim domestic politics Still a threat. Uh, we'll we'll be discussing about that uh, while we having that. Okay. You know, no regional comments on that. Anyways, uh, mm-hmm. so uh, this was my big news. Now I have a series of short news for the week. Very interesting news. Uh, do you have any big topic? Sure. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Fine. Okay. So interesting news. This will be very short section. Again, uh, you know, five minutes each, and I have around five news, five to six news. Beautiful news. So first was the Mihul Choksi. Uh, uh extradition that was going on right so what happened is that uh, it has been more than 2 years since he left uh, india and fled india you know uh, and uh, he is alleged for a swindling of around 13000 crores uh, that that is a significant amount and he was in uh, he he went to uh, antigua and barbudua and that, those are caribbean nations and few days back he even disappeared from those nations and uh, after that he was arrested Uh, near a beach in dominica uh, and he was throwing some papers into seas and some filmy story exactly destroying some records but the thing was that he said that uh, he was abducted honey trapped uh, and you know brought to dominica but uh, there is something different that is going on because india uh, uh, there was this news that had come up that he was going to be extradited from uh, antigua and india has a treaty with antigua all it took 2 years uh, for that thing to happen so uh, there was uh, he he said that uh, he was trapped by a girl called jessica even his wife said that and he was beaten up and taken up by 10 goons to dominica and you know all all 
in short all uh, that a filmy story that that can happen you now uh, yeah <laughs> yeah I, i was about to say ki uh, this sounds like a bollywood script uh, and and somebody might just make a netflix special on this i think yeah, you yeah, never know uh, yeah definitely <laughs> but i don't think so akshay kumar will be acting because this is anti indian but yeah so <laughs> the antigua pm uh, mr gaston brone he said that mehu chauksi is a liability to antigua because relationships with india are you know uh, Uh, threatened so he will for now stay in dominica that is what the dominican government says and uh, we, we uh, like i said that we have an extradition treaty with the uh, antigua but we do not have an extradition treaty with dominica so we cannot extradite and from here now there are some facts and figures might be controversial but in last 6 years 72 economic offenders have fled uh, india and you know uh, we have treaty with uk too but i i don't think so we have had any success Uh, regarding the extradition of uh, mr malia uh, the only reason that was given is because extradition is not uh, on the same level like economic offenses are not considered on the same level of threat the uh, no no I'll, i'll just economic offenses are not considered on the same level of threat the uh, terrorist attacks are also the reason that is given is that uh, the conditions of indian prisons is so bad that if i go back to india and stay in the prison i'll die so that is why and uk court takes a stay on that so this is something that was a news uh, humanitarian ground and uh, second thing also uh, there 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 might be questions from our viewers that why don't india go and invade a small country like dominica and bring him out uh, so saying that that we are not china we respect the sovereignty of other nations be it as small as it is so that is one thing right next thing the last week uh, apart from the twitter spat before twitter there was something trending on twitter that was no vaccine and uh, no Hashtag no vaccine and uh, no vacancy again by Congress it started that we don't even have vaccines and we don't even have uh, vacancies so that is something that is going on uh, many have criticized this vaccine mystery sending you know vaccines all across the world and I'm not very against into that because the time it happened was in December and January when the cases in India were low you know I'm not totally against that what India did that time was not uh, I, I would not criticize it but after that the help that it should have received. was not reciprocated so that is something that i would like to again show that you know our international relations still have that uh, hinge of morality lying too much on that right and uh, so what do you think is your view on this no vaccine and no vacancy hashtag is it you know yeah so so i i mean uh, there is no point uh, trying to dress up the fact that india does not have enough vaccines and does not have uh, in, enough uh, you know ability to vaccinate uh, enough number of people every day so so uh, i i mean we we need to get uh, get hold of greater supplies we need to increase uh, the amount manufactured by our suppliers in india and uh, try and uh, you know uh, get these vaccines from foreign uh, countries as well so i i think novavax uh, recently the results of the third trial came out and uh, it has 90% efficacy and they want to focus on developing nations first well which which i think is great and and i think in india already has uh, an order for 1 billion vaccines from from novavax so uh, i i mean the sooner that these guys can start delivering on that the sooner will our supply problems get solved uh, but i i i think it it was a huge mistake uh, to to give away vaccines without investing in vaccine supply right uh, so uh, a, a you are giving away the vaccine and and they only gave away like 30 million vaccines which india can you know uh, uh, apply in maybe a week time right so so at the end of the day we did not give up give up too much we we maybe gave up like 
टू वीक्स वर्थ ऑफ सप्लाई बट एट द सेम टाइम वी डिड नॉट इन्वेस्ट इन मैन्युफैक्चरिंग ऑफ वैक्सीन मोर सो दैट मोर वैक्सीन कैन बी मैन्युफैक्चर्ड एवरी डे and 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 we we realized that only at the uh, you know the most painful point of the second wave uh, th- that is when uh, sort of uh, uh, senior heads took over at 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 the government departments and uh, the right orders were sent out and the right investment was made in in order to increase the uh, vaccine supply so i i i think that that is much 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 needed and and uh, we should invest on that more uh, even if even after we vaccinate all of india's population india is probably the only country which can manufacture for the developing world because if you manufacture those vaccines in countries like us or uh, in countries like china the cost will be too high and these countries cannot really afford to pay that high cost so so india is really the only option for manufacturing cheap cheap vaccines so india's uh, scaling of its vaccine production is not only important for us but important for the developing world as a whole so uh, so i i think uh, we should not uh, you know uh, we, sh- we should press the throttle on that fully right next news that was in this week and in fact back to back news is regarding the twitter controversy and the government uh, one of my favorite yeah. so what happened is i'll just give a background so what happened is that india had launched it rules in feb uh, this year twitter had not alleged uh, alliance to those rules and uh, apart from the government had this provision that if you do not follow these rules you might be liable to any content hosted by third party on your platform for any content and if you have agreed to your rules that uh, then you will get an intermediary status and uh, you will not be liable for any content that is hosted right but you have to abide by our rules like we'll give the calls and uh, stuff like that so twitter did not agree now let's see what happened so last week uh, what happened is in ghaziabad a man was beaten up a uh, muslim man alleged muslim man like this is an alleged news i'll just tell the whole news uh, you know for our viewers to not get confused so it was alleged that a muslim man was beaten up and he was beaten up because he was chanting uh, allah ka naam and uh, not chanting jai shri ram right the ghaziabad police got into action uh, found what the real matter was and it was found that there was this guy uh, some parvesh gujjar who had beaten up this guy along with his muslim friends like parvesh gujjar plus muslim friends had beaten up this muslim because he had failed to deliver quality service to him some uh, bracelet uh, amulet type of thing right so uh, the communal anger was disposed of because it was uh, something like that and after that uh, while this was disposed of so it took some time now uh, even though government uh, this up ghaziabad police uh, launched that uh, it, it gave a notice that uh, this is the stance of events that had taken place Uh, this news was spread across twitter by many congress activists and also someone uh, you know who uh, uh, i i don't exactly remember his name but uh, he runs a channel called alt news and uh, it is a self proclaimed fact finding channel and you know he was the first one to make this and obviously it was an mock video and he had also shared multiple other instances now that it went back into so all his tweets were deleted and uh, but now the most interesting part was that ghaziabad uh, police when they and uh, basically the up police so when they filed an fir they named twitter as a third party in this incident because twitter had not alleged to those rules and it was not protected under the intermediary status so that was the background that it had started you know so uh, strict action is needed first thing let's just stop it here strict action is needed for those incidents fake news should not spread now the next news again regarding twitter is what happened is 
there's this spat going on between twitter and government of india it is a very interesting spat so what what government of india is uh, alleging is that twitter is allowing tweets uh, that are carrying misinformation to which twitter replied ha to aapke tweets mein bhi to misinformation so that is something uh, that the end that that a government and twitter said that you know the toolkits that were shared by sambit patra the mod toolkit that congress that was allegedly made by congress which is not made by congress and shared by sambit patra so uh, twitter said ye dekho aapka sambit patra aise uh, news share kar raha hai fake news share kar raha hai so uh, responding to this uh, the delhi police investigated and interrogated the twitter india head in bangalore and said that uh, how did you arrive at this conclusion that this was mob or this was a misinformation rather than you know uh, talking about deleting so basically the thing is that those rules were made it rules twitter did not allege to those rules it is no longer given a protection under the intermediary status and uh, as a result government is taking actions and it is being named as a third party in the uh, these acts you know other it uh, media platforms have alleged first thing second thing is and which is my question to you the question is this matlab apart from that this this is some funny thing that is going on that the government is alleging twitter is uh, running fake news and twitter is alleging ki ha to aapki government ki fake news hai so that is one thing but my real question is that i want to know both the pros and cons of these incident that should twitter be regulated yes why and no why both uh, the views that you have on this incident yeah so uh, the the case for uh, actually regulating twitter uh is that uh, you know it it is uh, conducting some economic transaction in india so what it does is basically sell advertisements on the content on on its website and and it can only uh, do those business transactions in india because uh, because of the structure of the state that exists around it so the state's right to tax uh, th- th- that economic transaction is completely valid and and uh, so sort of all of these ploys by twitter are really to gain the upper hand in the bargain between it and the government on how the taxes will be shared right so so that is kind of where, where the debate is uh, going on and then uh, the, uh, the case against regulating twitter would be the case uh, where uh, twitter is uh, twitter stands for free speech and it is enabling free speech and uh, if we if we ban a platform like this then essentially what we're doing is is you know uh, suppressing free speech right but but that that argument to my mind is is completely flawed because a private organization cannot be the guarantor of free speech right i i mean uh, in any private organization is driven by the motive to maximize its profits and uh, if twitter is is so much about free speech then why does it uh, not reveal what algorithm it uses to you know uh, design my feed uh, because it it is essentially you know taking some tweets showing them first and showing other tweets later on so it it is using some sort of algorithm uh, to edit the speech uh, which is coming from the people right so so is that not an example of edited speech and and where does the commitment to free speech go there uh, the reason is that uh, by by editing uh, the speech of the people and presenting it in a way in which users can get attracted to it and users stay engaged on twitter's platform it helps twitter maximize its profits so really uh, what twitter truly wants is is to maximize its profits and uh, cannot be the guarantor of free speech uh, in 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 the wider world right so so i i i think that that defense is completely flawed and if if it so happens that 
then it is completely within the sovereign right of the government to ban a particular website so uh, banning twitter would amount to just banning a particular url now if you ban a url on the wide internet then that does not amount to uh, you know uh, suppressing free speech uh, if you ban the access to internet then you can somehow make the case of uh, banning free speech but just banning any one particular company does not really amount to suppression of free speech and i think uh, twitter is completely misplaced there and uh, i i i i really think that that this battle with the state that that, that these private companies are trying to undertake is is like an ill thought of affair uh, if if you go back and look at the newspapers that were coming out at the time of french revolution or when the printing presses just came out or uh, those were the newspapers which were really flagrant and and they were anti state they were uh, you know trying to cause revolutions and so on and that is kind of how uh, i i look at these modern tech companies because they have got this huge power which the internet gives them but 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 there has been no regulation which can you know really control that power so so i i i think uh, 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 a combination of the two uh, needs to happen and and sort of a working relationship needs to be established between the state and and these internet giants and that can only happen when a taxation agreement can be agreed on right see with great power comes great responsibilities that is one thing but yes there needs to be a control that needs to be put uh, and since it is only in the nascent stage the laws are uh, also so control can be put uh, i i would disagree with your point on that uh, you know banning a url can hinder freedom of speech because twitter is as a medium is being used to uh, you know propel Your own views and yeah, but, but it's not the only medium. I, I mean, yeah, it is, uh, it is, I, it is not the only medium. That is not something uh, that I am. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's just that yes, uh, in some angle, uh, yes, freedom of speech might be compromised. But again, uh, you cannot, you know, on the name of freedom of speech, go and uh, raise a war against the nation. So that is something that that needs to be balanced. Yeah, that's one thing. Second thing, not talking about freedom of speech. The last, uh, not the last news. Although I would, I would love a discussion on Vishwanathan Anand's incident. But uh, let's <laughs> talk about this because now this is something very interesting, and uh, Rohan might also be more interested. Now this is regarding freedom of speech again. The Supreme Court said in June itself that sedition law is being misused, and there needs to be a check on the use of it. Delhi High Court very recently released three students, uh, two from JNU and one from uh, Jamia Malia University. Arey, yeah, come on. Uh, Jamia Malia. Jamia Malia University. because they were alleged that they had uh, they were booked under uapa an activities for uh, unlawful activities unlawful Act. that is 1967 mm. and that is for terrorist crimes so and also the three students one, one was uh, natasha narwal you know uh, from sector 3 you know uh, 10 minute walk from here and then there was this devangana kalita and uh, asif ikbal dana so they were booked under uapa what uh, did Delhi High Court said that you cannot, uh, you know, suppress dissent. And being anti-government does not mean being anti-national. So you cannot use those raw, uh, laws that are being used on terrorists, on students uh, that are this say. They were booked. Uh, they had stayed more than a year in jail. And uh, Natasha Narwal lost her father due to COVID uh, recently. I, I think so a month back, uh, right here in Sector Three. And she was not even granted bail to come and visit. Uh, they were booked under the North East project, uh, protest that happened in Delhi, you know, in support of and against that that thing. And High Court said that you know, right to protest is given by the Constitution; it is guaranteed by the Constitution. And such stringent laws that government is making cannot be used against students that that we have said. Now the interesting thing is that Delhi Police again, 
has moved to supreme court against the decision of delhi high court saying that high court uh, has not given its decision uh, you know diligently now i i don't know who interprets law better than delhi police uh, i don't have any idea uh, they can go to twitter office and do anything but this is what happens and supreme court had already given a decision regarding sedition so now my question is do you think uh, just a fact before that there were 1000 plus cases registered under uapa in 2019 while the number of cases in 2015 were 851 right so mm-hmm. do you think that uh, we need strong anti terrorism laws uh, second thing is uh, which is obviously as we need but the second thing is that do you think that there needs to be a interference by the court because the government is not interfering and creating a boundaries against these laws such as sedition and uapa which are being misused so do you think that the uh, uh, this uh, what what is what was that term that we use when a uh, separation of power is destroyed you know uh, the uh, power of court we used uh, over the power of center which the center basically has the right to do so do you think that uh, this needs to be done Govern, uh, the supreme court or the high court needs to uh, uh, make a guidelines and a boundary against uh, where the uapa cannot be applied and where it can be applied do you think that government is not willing to do so the court should intervene yeah so uh, first of all do we need strong laws against terrorism of course we need strong laws and uapa is a very strong law uh, but at the same time it is being misused by the government against students uh, to to you know uh, keep them uh, in in jail and and one special feature about uapa is is that it does not allow bail so in, anyone that, that you sort of uh, nab under the uapa act uh they, they, they don't have access to bail or, or it is really very hard to get bail so uh, I, i mean uh, to 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 get students and put them in jail under the uapa act is is really a gross misuse of the law and this is not what the law was designed for the law was really designed for the ajmal kasabs of the world or 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 like the real terrorists of the world and it was not designed for students who are protesting uh which, which is within their rights so um now coming to a second point about uh, whether it is an interference or uh, by the courts in, in in like the jurisdiction of the government i think it is not because it is always the supreme court or or rather it is the courts whose interpretation of the law really matters so if 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 the supreme court interprets a law in a certain way that is how it sort of gets implemented by the government so here uh, a clear distinction needs to be made over when uh, a particular law can be applied and cannot be applied and Uh, i'll just say this last thing that supreme court needs to set up strong guidelines that uapa cannot be misused we need strong laws but at the same time we need to have strong constraints as well yeah but you know uh, making law is a prerogative of the executive and the legislature you know supreme court can just declare a law is uh, constitutionally valid or invalid you know it cannot change the matter of the law that is what uh, the power of the uh, law making is given to the legislature so this is something uh, i i i don't know why uh, i think so it has been more than four months i have studied polity so i don't think so i cannot recall that word but uh, it is something like over uh, w- what is that word called you know interference Uh, it is breaching that separation of power limit and uh, don't you think that it is over exercising its power as something uh, making um, laws and do you think that this over exercising of power is necessary because see uh, this this point is clear the supreme court cannot make a law it can just interpret a law but in this case if it is making a law or it is making boundary so it is in a way uh, reinterpreting or i would say rewriting the law so do you think that this power with respect to these laws the uapa and the sedition act is necessary because the government is not willing to do it no government in power no sane government in power which has powers 
uh, owing to these two laws will i, I think so give them up so do you think it is high time that the court should intervene in this process yeah actually what we really need is is judges who have a spine and 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 who are actually ready to use their power because the power exists in article 32 Uh, the article 32 basically says that if anything goes against the fundamental rights or if anything is is sort of against the spirit of the constitution then the court has the power to declare that unconstitutional now if you're capturing students when they protest and uh, putting them under a terrorism act then does not, does that not account as a violation of article 21 i i mean where where does the right to life and freedom go and 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 uh, is is this really an attack against the integrity of india uh when there are a few students who are just protesting so so i i, I think uh, these kind of guidelines court is completely within its rights uh, to 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 declare such guidelines and and we actually need a really strong supreme court to protect us against the tyranny of the government right okay so uh, last news that is for the day mm-hmm. and for the week is you know uh, uh, we we can just discuss it uh, frankly because uh, you, uh, you also love to play chess and uh, we have had quite the matches mm-hmm. so this is about the vishwanathan anand versus the nikhil kamath controversy if you are uh, aware of yeah 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 so, yeah so basically what the controversy is for the audience that there was an exhibition match uh, that was uh, that was a fundraiser match and uh, there uh, vishvi anand uh, lost to nikhil kamath and uh, although vishvi could have flagged him because he only had uh, nikhil had uh, 13 seconds left and vishvi had over 9 minutes and uh, vishu was not in a position of getting checkmated he was just he would have been down uh, material but vishvi keeping the spirit of game uh, resigned uh, because if he would have made two more moves he would have won easily so th- that that is uh, one thing so my point uh, is and uh, nikhil kamath uh, later on accepted that he had some external help and you know no so no no he he only accepted once he got banned by the server he he, he... actually what happened was uh, th- there are algorithms in the server which can detect if you are playing uh, with accuracy, a bot right uh, yeah if 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 your accuracy level is too high th- th- then then these servers can detect that you are using some external help and uh, he, he actually got banned by chess.com that is when he, he sort of came out with a twitter apology and and he tried to cover it up but uh, yeah go ahead and and you know uh, Vishvi helped him unban get his account unbanned. You know, Vishvi wrote to Chess. dot com and uh, his account was restored. Now again, that is again sportsmanship. That is something. Also, his accuracy was ninety nine percent. And uh, having watched and analyzed the match, the only mistake he made was the first move uh, when his pawn was taken off without reason. After that, you know, he was flawless. So basically, it was Vishwanathan uh, Anand versus Stockfish that was going on. but having said that so do you think that uh, 34 year old uh, kamath you know uh, youngest millionaire and uh, zerodha the stocking company that uh, these ethics uh, of game uh, that some people you know uh, adhere to and it's not just about uh, it being a game you know it's about being ethical uh, that is uh, that spans across all the aspects of life you know you cannot be unethical in one aspect and be ethical in uh, that is not how it works there are no uh, compartment uh, compartmentalization in ethics So, do you think that yeah. uh, was that a right move on Vishvi's part uh, uh, to do so? And because you know, it had even hosted Amir Khan, and there were other uh, allegations of other players cheating. But you know, uh, he was the most famous one with an accuracy of ninety-nine percent. Others one at least resorted to an accuracy of eighty percent. So that is uh, something. So, do you think that uh, should this have happened, especially in a fundraiser match, 
uh, where a former world champion, five-time world champion, is you know coming uh, just for the sake of having having fun with and uh, motivating people to have uh, you know in, in this game of chess. Yeah, so I I I think uh, why I cannot hold anything against Vishy here because uh, he he has just uh, tried to be a nice guy here, and 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 uh, I I mean he's a five-time champion. I I cannot really imagine the size of the ego of the person who is trying to use uh, you know uh, uh, an external help to to beat a five-time world champion. So I I mean uh, I I I really not don't know what to do with such people. But but I think one of the first things that we should do is is we should go to all his social profiles and just ban him, block him, and and you know uh, tell tell Facebook, tell Twitter, block this account, or like just cancel him. Uh, we we should like publicly just cancel uh, Zeroda. We should cancel Nikhil Kamath, and and we should you know uh, we should make an example uh, out out of such people uh, that uh, you know. We, we, you know, we are exactly. going to you know, punish you, you so much. You are an influencer. You are an influencer. You have millions and billions following you, apart from the money. And this is what you set as an example. So that is something uh, that that honestly uh, hurts. Yeah, and, and and I cannot even imagine what what happens inside his company. I mean, if if at, if for such a low stakes affair, where, where where you are a going up against a five time world champion and b against you know pride of India, and and you are using external help to to win this charity game, which does not even count for chess points as worthless as chess points are, and and uh, at, at 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 this game, if if you are cheating, then I cannot really imagine uh, at at the game of business where there are real stakes on the line. uh what what kind of ethics you are following there so uh, really raises a questions for all all zerodha employees really raises a question for all uh, customers of zerodha and and uh, we should you know totally boycott uh, such companies and and we don't really want uh, you know uh, what do you call these uh, unicorns if if this is what unicorns lead to uh, we, we are happy without unicorns we we, we can do with smaller uh, you know smaller valuations but we want to respect our legends so right. uh, respect for legends comes comes before anything else exactly you know where your legends are not respected i don't think so that nation has a future because uh, some day you are going to uh, be in that place if you grow up a legend but yeah. at least you're going to grow old that is for sure now next yeah. news and i think so the final news just just adding on and it's not actually a news it's just that uh, you know just two minutes uh, we can spare on it that uh, yeah so so before that kamish is just mentioning that that after the match he actually pretended he had won and 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 you know uh, he, uh, only after the server banned him uh, that, that he realized that his uh, game was out and and you know uh, he he had to apologize to everyone he, he but had, until he was uh, <laughs> a 20 uh, 2000 plus uh, rated elo player when he used to play in his Uh, younger age and stuff like that. So, anyways, uh, that that is something. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, the uh, value of uh, Coca-Cola fell by four billion. <laughs> when, uh, I mean, no, all when, kinds of funny things have been happening this week. When so, uh, yeah. Ronaldo, you know, just put two bottles of uh, Coca-Cola aside and that Amrita Rao meme, jelly jee type of thing uh, happened. So, do you think again ethical point? Now, again, this is another ethical questions. now i have this meme uh, that says that uh, bitcoin be like hamari sunba to you know so that that is something what elon musk did to bitcoin was on a different level you know even i am uh, suffering from that so that that is something different but having said that uh, you know uh, do you think our models and our ideals that we follow should endorse the things that they actually consume uh, uh, again uh, being social influencer 
do you think that uh, it it is high time that we motivate them and they themselves should be self motivated to endorse such things that they themselves consume and uh, not play with the health of the uh, followers that they have yeah 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 but it it totally it comes down to skin in the game and and when you are endorsing a product you are essentially telling all your fans uh, to to uh, go out and buy that product so uh, and and if you yourself don't use it that then uh, it it kind of does not make sense and you should not do it just for the money uh, no matter what kind of company it is and and actually i i support ronaldo for doing that and uh, let's uh, let's hope more people sort of do this and it becomes a movement where uh, unethical companies which are sort of resorting to bad practices in business uh, they they actually get you know a socially uh, socially castrated by 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 the most famous people so so th- that would be great for the world yeah also uh, just just for viewers uh, that don't know that before ronaldo although uh, that was not much famous uh gopinath the badminton player the famous uh, badminton mm-hmm. player also rejected uh, the he was approached by coca cola for such advertisement and to which he responded that you mm-hmm. know i don't endorse brands that are personally against health and i don't consume but although it was not in news because you know ronaldo being ronaldo and uh, gopinath on the other side does not have such huge fan following as ronaldo so uh, i think so yes uh, uh, this is you know both both these ethical uh, studies that we had in last is some new addition that you know we would like our viewers also to think uh, as to what alternatives you would provide you know we have this ronaldo used to advertise coca cola yeah now and he has destroyed it and i think so this is the high time now uh, he should uh, you know start matlab that is that is what our point is that our social influencers should now start becoming more responsible and only endorse the brands that they personally consume rather than endorsing them for money so uh, i think so yeah. this is what actual ethics is mm-hmm. right and okay. and i think uh, with that uh, we we have crossed the one hour mark and uh, we we should be closing unless you have any last things you want to mention all good from my side all good just bitcoin should rise all right awesome 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 so uh, bichote you joined too late uh, uh, sorry bro uh, we, we got to end it now and uh, thank you so much uh, to kamesh for staying with us and uh, thank you to everyone else who tuned in live and uh, if you're listening to this later thank you to you as well uh with that we have episode 31 in the books uh do check us out on on all the platforms uh show us some love uh with likes and subscribes i don't know uh and uh, thank you twitter. to panda not for not india we are not on twitter yeah yeah not on twitter yet but but we plan to uh, one day ek hum honge kamyab ek din after it becomes an intermediary <laughs> anyways okay thank you guys okay Thanks, thank guys. you everyone take care okay. bye bye sure bro bye anytime bye bye bye